One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the uh, Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Uh, yes, it absolutely is. Welcome to a very special show. It is our Great Cup Week Football Friday coming at you live here on Game Plus Television and WQEE Radio. And we're in two locations. It's been a very uh, busy and fun week. And I think, sorry, yeah, my mic somehow got knocked. There you go. I'm blasting through to everybody. You have me now? Uh, this will be probably our most viewed show of the year. I'm in the South Florida studio covering Grey Cup from here. And let's go to the Grey Cup Festival in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, where this is the final week of the Canadian Football League season. But nobody, I don't think, is thinking about the game right now. We have a lot to talk about. Darren Moose DuPont is there. And I'm just going to tell everybody, I'm going to push pretty much all of the sports into the sports updates today. The warm-up's going to be entirely dedicated to football and 90% of it to the Great Cup, Darren. But you're there. I know you've got a lot to contribute. But just give me the vibe, the feel. What are you seeing? What's going on right now in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada? It's pretty awesome. The day's getting moving pretty quickly. You know, the mornings are kind of quiet, but um, the excitement's in building because here at the Great Cup Festival at the Hamilton Convention Center, all the individual team parties here at the headquarters are going to be opening their doors right now, right at noon Eastern. So the doors are open. Just down the street on James Street, the uh, Calgary Great Cup Committee is having their stampede-style uh, pancake breakfast that's on for another hour. So uh, things are starting to turn here. Oh, yeah, the horse will be crapping on the street, that white horse from the Stampeders. <laughs> that always happens, right? The usual Grey Cup traditions. Well, and i got to tell you this. Uh, anybody that's been watching all week long knows that I've been set. I've been to 21 Grey Cups. I'm not at this one because of commitments here in the USA. But that hasn't stopped me from doing all kinds of interviews today. Global Toronto, Global Montreal, Edmonton Sports Radio today. And it was just funny because Candace at Global Toronto and Anthony Robart, both people that I have long connections with uh, past lives, I guess, they were like, let's go to Florida to talk about the Grey Cup in Hamilton. And I'm like, I know, I don't get it either. But we had a great time talking about it. And um, listen, I'm already excited about next year's in Vancouver. But we're here today to talk about the 110th Great Cup. And our guests include TSN's Jim Barker and Jeff Reinbold. Are you in the kitchen? I hear things dropping and <laughs> bombs going off there. What's going on where you're at right now? I'm taking a look around. There's uh, some last-minute setup for the days going down. Um, again, all the team parties are down these corridors on either side. So... Uh, yeah, they're working hard. Uh, all these Grey Cup stories are coming to mind here right now. But let's put it this way. Everybody's sleeping, so let's be very, very quiet. Jeff Reinbold in hour two, Jim Barker in hour one. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Uh, Director Jordan, as we are back, we are back under the, uh, the tutelage and guidance 
of IKS Media, our production partner. Number one, we will open with the National Football League. A tough night for the Cincinnati Bengals. They lost quarterback Joe Burrow with a sprained wrist and dropped a 34-20 decision to the Baltimore Ravens. Backup Jake Browning replaced Burrow with Cincinnati down by four points in the second quarter. The Ravens now lead the AFC North Division at 8-3. and three. We'll do NFL deal or no deal next hour, but people came here today to talk about the CFL. So point two of our quick six show topics is this. The CFL handed out its awards for the 2023 season. They did it Thursday night at Fallsview Casino in Niagara. The outstanding player honor goes to Toronto quarterback Chad Kelly for guiding the Argos to a 16-2 record. His runner-up won the top Canadian award. Brady Oliveira of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, their top rusher, CFL's top rusher. BC lineman Matthew Betts won the Defensive Player of the Year award. Toronto's Ryan Din Dinwiddie was named Coach of the Year, which we all knew that was coming down the pipe. He'd trade that all in for a chance to be playing in the Grey Cup Sunday, but that's not going to happen. It's Winnipeg versus Montreal. Darren, you were there at beautiful Falls View Casino. It looked epic. Tell us about it. It was epic. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure, I said it on social, but I want to make sure we give the CFL their due because everything about it was first class and big time. From when you came in, valet parking, um, the fountain was going outside the casino, um, right at the, the big screen and display when you came up front was Falls View Casino and then 110th Great Cup awards. Um, Shaggy presented the first award. The red carpet was first class. These players were treated like they should be treated. I thought everything about it was great, and I hope the CFL can build off of it. What a night. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. On Edmonton 1440 Sports Radio this morning, I was on with Eddie Steele. He goes, what did you think of the awards? Did they get it right? And I'm like, um, I didn't even pay a whole lot of attention to that, who the winners and runners-up were. I read some of them. I'm just not the biggest awards guy because the biggest one is going to be handed out on Sunday in the Grey Cup. It's nice, but the awards that matter are the championships. That's what we count. For the most part, I understand most outstanding player, most outstanding lineman, all go on the Wikipedia and you look it up one day if you look it up on the players, but it's not that big of a deal. It's, it really last night was about the show, and they yes. did knock it out of the park there. The one thing that I did hear from multiple people, and it even rang through in my own mind, some of the photos of the players and what was going on there at Falls View Casino, I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, and I don't know who that guy is. That's, and I got that from fans that were writing into our social media accounts. So that's something the CFL needs to get rectified. These faces, these players in the CFL need to be household names across Canada. That's a fact, Jack, and that's something that can be talked about in the offseason. Point three, Danny Machocha's fingerprints are all over the Montreal Alouettes roster, mostly because... They have to be. The franchise's uncertain future this offseason not only cost it such veterans as quarterback Trevor Harris and receiver Eugene Lewis, but resulted in Machocha getting a late start on finding their replacements. But the decision to hire a head coach he knew well in Jason Moss and adding CFL veterans like quarterback Cody Fajardo, D lineman Sean Lemon, linebacker Darnell Sankey have all contributed to Montreal getting back to the Great Cup for the first time since 2010. That's one of the stories that's being worked on by the Canadian press. Um, do you think that the Alouettes finish off this road? I mean, I mean, it's a Cinderella story. I guess now would be a good time to talk about it. We got all show to discuss that, but it's a hell of a story for Montreal. Does the pumpkin, does the carriage turn into a pumpkin at midnight Saturday 
and the Grey Cup? Or do they finish it off? What do you think? Are we making our official picks right now? We kind of came through it. Nah, took 24 well, I just, hours I just, to think about think? it. You think it's going to be close? What? You know what? I, I do. It's a big game. I think it's going to be close. I don't, you know, I don't know. I can't tell you who's going to win the football game. But I can tell you that you don't come this far to lay an egg. It happens. It has happened. But I see too many people around the Montreal Alouettes that have been there before and done that. You know, Machocha's won a great cup. Anthony Calvillo on that staff, Jason Moss. I don't think they come there this far just to lay an egg. I don't know if they'll win, but I think it'll be close. Yeah, well, this is the fun topic. It's actually, I'm having a lot of fun just following from here. This is like the only year that I'll miss the Grey Cup. I plan to be in Vancouver next year. So I'm just kind of watching everything, but people are writing me now that I know are closet CFL fans, people from all across the continent. What do you think is going to happen? What's your prediction? And we'll save it for later. I've gone on record. It's on my, in my commentary today. I'm saying bombers by six points or less. That's what I think. But when I was on global television this morning with Anthony Robart, we were talking about the CFL. And I get it. He's a news guy. Like the news, apparently there's a world outside the sports world. That's what I, that's what I hear. You know, I don't really want to dabble in that world. But it's just, you know, I said to Anthony when the interview was over, I said, see you next year. Because we sit here and talk about this stuff every week. It's, it's something yeah. that's called the Canadian Football League. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And all I said to you this morning, now you don't want to miss any of the CFL stuff. You're going back tomorrow. You're posting all the photos to our social media. I'm like, oh, you got bitten by the CFL bug, did you, Darren? It's awesome. It's freaking awesome. But why do we only, why is this such a big deal across the country one week out of the year? I, it's not up to me to make it more so, I don't think. Uh, I guess that's the way it is. Yeah, it is the way it is. But, you know, it, it can be better. And like you said, you know, making these players household names all across the league and all across the country, um, that'll be the factor. You know, and, and they do have some of that. You know, obviously, the guys that are on TSN, the guys and gals, uh, when they walk in, everybody knows who they are. They're on every week. Their faces are on there with their names yeah. all the time. So everybody knows who Jim Barker is and Kate Burness and Milt Stiegel walked in and owned the place. Um, we knew who Willie Jefferson was. He popped in, you know, um, so we know some of the faces, but we don't know all of them. You know, I had people whispering to me, who's that? Who's that? And I had other media people asking, you know, and I'm like, that's Javon Lee. You know, that's Matthew Betts. That's these, some of these guys that are going to win some awards. Um, but the one guy I'll say that was there last night that I, that I was like, oh, you're here. And I wasn't expecting, but I mean, I guess I should. He doesn't live far from here. Um, Kevin Glenn was at the awards last night looking fine, looking good. And uh, so it was good to see Kevin Glenn at the CFL Awards. Blue streak. I call him blue streak. And he gets a <laughs> kick out of that because of his striking resemblance to Martin Lawrence. Um, but that's something that the CFL needs to talk about at their winter meetings this year that people don't know who their players are. Um, and that's, that, 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 I'm not, it's not a shot at the CFL because it's very evident after all the interviews that I've done across the country. I'm a CFL guy. But when your fans yeah. don't know who the players are, that's a problem. To the game, and it's our poll question today. Our poll's brought to you daily by Key Yorkton Kia. 
Unleash the future. Kia EV6 GT at Key Yorkton Kia, where performance and innovation go hand in hand. Go to keyyorktonkia.com or call 306-783-2772 for more information. The 23 Kia EV6 GT, movement that inspires. I'm going to have to go to the big board here in a second, and I'll tell you why. Our poll question is, who's going to be the MVP of the 110th Grey Cup? Will it be the quarterbacks? One of the quarterbacks, Zach Caleros of Winnipeg, Montreal's Cody Fajardo. Will it be the running back for Winnipeg, Brady Olivera, that everybody loves? Will it be Austin Mack, the flavor of the week receiver of the Montreal Alouettes? I don't know. I'm going to vote for my guy, Cody Fajardo, because he's my guy. But, uh, we, you know, we're thinking, should we, you, I think it was Darren in our morning meeting today, said, should we put on Sean Lemon? He had a huge sack or strip, uh, forced fumble in the East final. It could be a defensive player, but I can't remember the last time a defensive player won MVP of the Grey Cup. I'll look it up as you talk. I'm going to vote for Cody, but who are you going to vote for for uh, MVP of the Grey Cup? If I'm putting down on it, I'm probably going to put my money on Zach Calaris. Uh, quarterbacks dominate this award, typically. Um, I'll put my money on Zach to win it. Um, so, yeah, Cody and Zach are probably the two heavy favorites. Okay, well, I'm going to go back here for a while. This is just, now, this is some fun stuff. I told you this will be our most viewed yeah. show of the year. Um, here you go. Ah, hey, hey, hey. I think the last defensive player to be named uh, MVP of the Grey Cup was James Rock Johnson. 2007 Grey Cup, I called it three interceptions of Ryan Dinwiddie that day at Rogers oh, Center in Toronto. I think, I think we were still calling it uh, Skydome at that time. On the CBC, yeah. Mark Lee and Chris Walby on the call. As I go back and look at in reverse chronological order, here are your MVPs of the Grey Cup, everybody. Oh, hang on. Forget about Enoch Mwamba last year. <clears throat> Before last year. That's hot. And Enoch Mwamba, the Argos. Zach Caleros, Andrew Harris, Bo Levi Mitchell, Devere Posey, Henry Burris, Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, Corey Sheets, Chad Cackert, Travis Lule, Jamel Richardson, Avon Coburn, Henri Burris, James Johnson, as mentioned. Dave Dickinson, Ricky Ray, Damon Allen, Jason Tucker, Anthony Kelvio. And that's kind of why we didn't put a defensive player in our list as to who the MVP will be. Uh, but those are our votes. He says Zach Claros, I say Cody. Going to move on here real quick. Hey, I got up to 10 names. Could be the next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I was on the radio in Edmonton this morning, and they said, who's it going to be? I said, that's unfair to ask me because quite clearly they don't know who it's going to be. I, I see the report. They've asked for permission to talk to two Calgary assistant coaches. I would do things differently than pretty much everything that they're doing in Ryderville. But if you have no interest, significant uh, intention, sorry, no intention of hiring these guys, why would you go out and interview them? I don't like it. I don't get it. But that's just another way of doing things. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but you're going to interview two assistants, biggest hire of your career, and you're going to go to two guys that have never been a head coach before. It makes no sense to me. But names that I've got listed here, Costanza, Milanovic, Lapolis, Pierce, Monson now, Killam, Maximic, Burris, Mace. You can't tell me that anybody could predict who will be the next head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think that's the common thing I've heard out here, too, is that it's really hard to predict. The only name people are comfortable in being confident about is um, Milanovic. 
So, I mean, I think it's just because of the, the talk, but I don't know. It's a, it's a really tough thing to try and handicap, to try and bet. But one thing I know, um, you know, from, you know, sniffing around a little bit is that once they've asked for permission to speak with a coach, I believe the window is two weeks to, to offer a contract. So I think things are going to get moving pretty quick finally on this rider head coaching search and, you know, perhaps wrapped up before the end of the month. Darren, that is every CFL topic I wanted to get to with you. I want to get into more coming up next with Jim Barker, and I will tell our audience that in hour two, there will be more Grey Cup talk, but I also want to get into Carissa Thompson now admitting yes. that she made up reports on ESPN as a sideline reporter. She is getting eviscerated for it. And obviously our week 12, uh, our week 11 NFL deal or no deal that's coming up. I'll let you roam for an hour, Darren, 40 minutes at least. Thank you for this. The Rod Peterson Show is live at the 110th Grey Cup, as you see with Darren Moose DuPont. And Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN panel joins us next. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. It's contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it. But it's a fact, just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. Hey, it's a Grey Cup Friday. We'll be getting a game together to watch the 110th Grey Cup on CFL Plus down here in beautiful South Florida. You can imagine what there is for CFL alumni down here. Tons. And we go to Grey Cup Week in Hamilton. There's probably very few 
busier guys than Jim Barker of the CFL on TSN panel. He's joined us every Friday throughout the season, brought to you by EMJ Marketing. And Jim, thanks for finding the time for us. Great Cup week. You seem to be, judging by the photos, perhaps the most popular man at Great Cup week. Can you confirm or deny? <laughs> that I'm not sure about, but yeah, I was in Niagara Falls last night for the awards and I'm actually sitting in my favorite little restaurant, the Hobnob in uh, Niagara on the Lake on my way back to uh, on my way back to Hamilton for some more things. But uh, yeah, no, it's a busy week and uh, just part of part of the exciting time of being a moving to the media side. <laughs> Dude. You must be getting this a lot this year. I have a lot of football guys come up to me in just in the last couple of weeks and go, oh, I got an interesting call, but your media. They give you that look, your media. So they, I'm like, well, okay, don't tell me then. I can see why you don't want to be a media guy. Everybody's afraid to talk to you. Are you getting that? Yeah, well, no, because I still deny being a media guy. I say, I, I, I actually, I was just joking <laughs> with Rick Campbell on Wednesday night. I said, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never become one of them. I'll always be one of you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah, you can. Uh, I mean, you can. You can be both unless you don't want to be both. But uh, that's what that's what you are this week. So, Jim, maybe we should maybe we should jump into the matchup. And I know come Sunday, you're going to have to give your pick because I watch every Great Cup Sunday and you media mm -hmm. people do that. But what's what's your breakdown of the game? Well, I think this is a it is a tough call for Montreal. I, I just, you know, they we don't give an executive of the year award, but if they did, even though the the Argos won 16 games, you have to look at what Danny Machocha did. You know, with the addition mid-season of Darnell Sankey and and Sean Lemon in 2012 when we won the 100th breakup, we made an addition same around the same time September um bringing Adriano Belli in, and he just changed our locker room, his personality, everything about him, and it it kind of catapulted us. Well, these guys have done this. They've won seven in a row. Their defense is playing lights out, and anytime that happens, you have a chance. So, uh, you know, if they can keep it close and, you know, you just never know what happens, but, boy, that Winnipeg team is, they're watching them last week, it was just like the game was never, even though the score wasn't, you know, humongous, they didn't blow them out. Um, they were just in such control of the football game and they know exactly what they want to do and they do it so well. They're so physical. Um, you know, I, I'm, uh, I saw Montreal has gone to a lot of this 3-3 since they've gotten Sankey so they can get Sankey, Avery Williams, and Beverett all on the field at the same time. Uh, so a three-man front with three linebackers. And what that does, it really creates some some protection issues. There's, you know, there's so many different combinations, and now you have basically, you know, guys coming off the edge, second people that are a little faster and a little bit different challenge for those tackles. You know, they have Hardrick, uh, who lost out to DeJon Allen last night for the outstanding offensive lineman, and then Stanley Bryant, the defending, I think he's been the offensive lineman of the year in the CFL for the last shoot it seems like 10 years so um but those guys you know they're going to be blocking smaller guys in addition to sean lemon but with this 3-3 look that montreal's running and it's given it's giving people problems so uh it, it's going to be an interesting matchup but 
again, Zach Caleros last year, I don't think um, I was with Toronto and watching him in the pregame. He would, I don't know if you remember, but he sprained his ankle or something the week. He was not himself. He's going to be himself. And to me, he's, he's just a, he's just a difference maker. And uh, obviously his fourth straight start, the first quarterback in CFL history to start four straight years in a gray cup. Uh, it's, it's a great story. And I'm expecting him to play huge. Um, I just, I think that's going to be a lot for Montreal to overcome. Offensively, Montreal is going to struggle. I mean, they're, they're, they've run the ball okay, not great. Cody, if they don't turn the ball over, shoot, I think, I don't know if it was on this show, but somebody asked me about last week, and can they beat Toronto? And I said, well, yeah, if Toronto turns it over 10 times, well, they almost did. <laughs> they turned it over 10 times. So, uh, you know, you never know about those kind of things. But, uh, you know, Winnipeg's just so well-rounded. And, uh, you know, whether they give up the, the touchdowns the way that, that, that Toronto did, I mean, they had two pick sixes and a, and a kickoff return for a touchdown. You know, that's, that's 21 points that is tough to overcome, in, especially in a, in a Grey Cup game. So I, I don't see those things happening, but you never know what, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's what makes the CFL the great game that it is. Well, nobody saw the Argo implosion coming, so who knows what's going to come on Sunday. I'm with you. I'm not, unless you want to give your pick right now, are you going to save it till Sunday or do you want to make it right now? No, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm going to pick Winnipeg. I just think that they are, I, I, you know, I, they're just too solid all the way around. And, you know, Montreal's offense, you know, Austin Mack is a good young player and, uh, you know, and Snead is a good young player and Stan Back is a, a solid guy. Um, I don't know that Lestage is going to be back on the offensive line. I think that that gives them a problem. Um, and again, their defense is, they're playing well, but they're still young. They've got, you know, youngsters in the back end, Stubblefield and uh, Cabianento. And, and again, this stage is, it's even bigger than the Eastern final, obviously. It's, it's, uh, it's a different type of, of ball game. So, I like having veterans, and that's what the Bombers bring. The Bombers bring a lot of veterans. They've been there. They've done that. Uh, they're gonna, they could lose Big Hill, and uh, if that happens, then you know there's going to be an adjustment there. But I thought Malik Clemens came in and played outstanding uh, for Winnipeg. They actually, they actually looked a little faster. Obviously, Big Hill is, is the heart and soul of that thing, but... Uh, you know, it's 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 going to be really interesting to watch how Montreal tries to attack them, because that that defensive front, um, you know, the the only true game wrecker. I mean, Sean Lemons had a great year, but Willie Jefferson is a game wrecker. If you're an offensive coordinator, he can absolutely ruin your game. And I don't know if you remember back 2008 when I was in Calgary, uh, Mike Labinjo batted down I think five passes from anthony calvillo and that was a that was a deciding factor in the game well last week against ba they batted down four passes and i think one led to an interception but um though you know having jefferson and jeffco uh coming off the edges and you know you get you get they like to bring jefferson down into the b gap 
and you bring him through the B gap, that's the quarterback throwing lane. And uh, again, there's just so much on that defense to like that uh, I just I, 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 I'm gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how Montreal is gonna score, how they're gonna move the ball and, and that type of thing. Like I say, Winnipeg can do it a lot of different ways. Their receiving core still beat up. Dembski didn't practice much this week. Um, he played last week. Rashid Bailey. I actually chatted with him a bit, and you know he's going to play. He and he does all the dirty work, but he's still not a hundred percent. And those kind of things can affect you. Oh, and like I say, we saw last week with basically no receivers. That that Winnipeg offense still found a way. 100 yards in the first half for Brady Oliveira. That's that's tough to beat. We both got Winnipeg to win uh, the game, but f- the bar flies. A viewer in Winnipeg writes that and says the most outstanding player goes to the guy who threw his training staff under the team bus. That's what I was going to ask you next. We got the game to talk about, but there's also the awards. There's got to be a lot of talk in your circles about Chad Kelly being named the MVP of the league last night. Says he suffered a concussion in the East final. Frankly, I don't believe that, and I'm a Chad Kelly fan. I'm a fan. I love the comeback story. It's really sad what happened on the weekend, but he can still come back. But what is your take on this whole situation with Chad Kelly, Jim? Uh... You know, again, I haven't spoken with him, and I am fairly close to him. Um, it it's uh, it's not something I really want to comment about because I don't know exactly the context. Yeah. And again, things can get can get swapped around in context. I know some media people were upset about it. He had done some interviews, and then he you know and didn't mention it, and then he went over to Justin Dunk and almost in passing and. Again, uh, is that the right thing? No, it's not the right thing to do. And and I, I don't know what to say. I really don't have any comment on it. I mean, I feel I feel bad that Chad is he's made a lot of strides this year. In the last two years, he's been two years of exactly what you want. And again, that implosion we all watched. That's it was rare. I mean, I just. I, I don't know how you explain it, um, but then to come out of that and and if if in fact again I haven't I haven't I've heard all the things but I haven't talked to him until I talk to him find out the context and why he did that and and things I'm I'm going to just not comment on it. Uh, it what it didn't make me real excited, uh, which I've always been excited. I've been a huge Chad Kelly fan from the day I met him. When he first got to Toronto, um, when I was on the staff there, and and uh, I've just been a huge fan of his, and I just think he's been doing all the right things, and I think his heart is in the right place. Again, how any of us would would react to something like that, and I'm not going to make an excuse for him because there is no excuse if, in fact, he threw people under the bus and and uh, and that type of thing. So. Uh, Again, I thought his acceptance speech was was well done. There was nothing at all about any of that, and uh, so. But I did not stick around to see him afterwards. He was obviously involved in interviews and media interviews and things along those lines. So I really don't want to comment on it, Rod. I, it, it it was a it's a shame. But again, we're dealing with you know a a, a young guy who has a 
basically unbelievably phenomenal year and deserve that award based on the year he had taking to a team a team to 15, uh, 16 wins uh even you know it's i think anytime that happens that that you know you you, you i wanted him to come out of it and you can't explain it i i mean watching it was my jaw was on the ground i just it was almost like it just slipped away and then he tried to do more and then he tried to do more and then he tried to do more and uh you know it's going to be really interesting because matt add some intrigue to next year is, is of how he comes back from this and and is this something that's going to linger with him i i i hope not uh but like i say the things you've heard let me let me interject let me interject let me interject let me interject because you said you, you don't want to comment on it um i know where he's at he had no explanation for what happened last weekend so he it looks like he made something up i understand the kid i get it and i know that you like him you respect him for what he's done he's a good kid I've been in those shoes, so I know exactly where he's coming from, and I think you bring him back and you give him a chance to redeem himself, and he will. He got on the big stage and blew up. It happens. Um, last one, before we let you go, what are you enjoying about, about Grey Cup Week in your role this time around? I just, I enjoy seeing the fans. It's, you know, just walking, or when you walk around the city and the fans come up and they, you know, they talk to you. Everybody with gray hair says I'm their favorite panelist. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, those kind of things are neat. It's just fun to to get a chance to to talk to the fans. What I like about the media is like right now I'm talking to fans and, and that's important to me to hopefully bring a different perspective, a perspective that really there's nobody else in the media that has, you know, the background I have is just different. And, uh, so again, I, I I enjoy that. This league has given me so much, and for me to be able to give back in this manner is, uh, you know, it, it's just special for me. So yeah, that's the, the the greatest thing about the Grey Cup is. I mean, I thought, got stopped by some people. It was a Saskatchewan, a lady from Saskatchewan, a guy from Hamilton. They're wearing their uh, stuff, their garb. They were married, but that's it. That's what the CFL is. It's it's a celebration of Canadian football, and that's what's so beautiful. You go to a, uh, a Super Bowl, it's all corporate. This is what it's about, yeah. and anybody who comes to it and doesn't fall in love with the CFL, it, I mean, it's, it's, just, it, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to watch. So I, that's, that's what I enjoy the most is just seeing fans just walking in the streets and, uh, and that type of thing. And Hamilton is set up. A, the setup is fantastic. Uh, tomorrow we're at the Armory to do our our Great Cup uh, Saturday show. Uh, it's just it's you know it's just they, the way they have the whole thing set up is is fantastic, and the the fans that are here are, are really excited about being here, and the weather's great. So uh, yeah, no, it's it's been a it's been a lot a fun couple days, and uh, you know we have an extra day this year, so the coaches had an extra day to prepare, so. At the media day, when I was a coordinator, I never got to go to that. I was always working, trying to get, but all the coordinators were there. Everybody was able to to come to them and enjoy the, you know, the media thing. And um, because they they have the because of playing on Saturday, it gives them the extra day of preparation. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's yeah, it all a blast. 
It all looks absolutely fantastic and very positive. We'll be watching from here. Jim, thanks as always. Hopefully we can do it next week. We'll put a wrap on it. Okay, great. Thanks, Rod. Have fun. The CFL on TSN's Jim Barker. Our chat is brought to you by EMJ Marketing. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. He'll provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event, including Jim Barker, who's on his roster. We'll be back, and I'll get to all your comments and questions when we return the rest of the way to the top of the hour. And a sports update, too. We're live on the Game Plus television network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Hey, welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues, and it's really going to get fun now. Not like it hasn't been, but it's just you and me until the top of the hour. We had a viewer, Dan, in Winnipeg right in here last segment and say, Hey, Rod, what's the weather like there? And I'm like, uh... Where I am or Grey Cup? Explain. It's 31 degrees Celsius and sunny here in South Florida. Uh, from what I see, 14 degrees and clear in Hamilton, Ontario. And now it's starting. You Rod Squad, you people that are here every day know that I've been saying for weeks that I can't be at this Grey Cup uh, because of commitments here in the United States. But I'll be there next year with bells on. I should be. That's the plan anyways. But it's also interesting. Again, it's just me and you. We need to talk about some stuff here. All of us. We need to get it straight. And I'll probably save the sports update until next segment. And I don't usually like to break with uh, protocol of what we do here every day. We like, I like to cover all the topics in the warm-up of what went on last night in all the leagues. But it's the Friday of Grey Cup week. It is our favorite football league. We're talking a lot of football. We'll get to the hockey last night because there were some wild games Vegas winning at Montreal I watched that one the Flames beating Vancouver and everybody's happy in, in Calgary and nobody's talking about selling the team in a rebuild set your watch by that but I gotta say this John Ohm um, watching in Winnipeg makes an interesting comment here when we talk about Chad Kelly he says, we all make mistakes. If we were all perfect, wouldn't life be so great? Come on, man. I know, but I'm wondering, who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to Jim? Are you talking to society? Who are you talking to there? Something triggered in my mind, and yes, the, thanks, guys. The sober, mark, yeah, sober Carpenter text line is open, 902-518-3033. Thanks for the reminder, by the way. I'm going to go crack one, maybe next segment. Maybe I'll crack two. Sober Carpenter Non-Alcoholic Craft Beers, official beverage of the RP Show. How about that? The official non-alcoholic beer of the RP Show. Jim Barker said he brings something to the role that nobody else in the media 
in Canada has, and that's his experience as a coach, a general manager. It's true, and that's why he's so great at it. I bring something to the table, too, that nobody else gets. And that's having watched, walked in the shoes of Chad Kelly. And if you wonder why I'm in Florida doing this work, not just with this show, but as a recovery coach, think about this. Within a three-hour drive, there's three NFL teams, two MLB teams, two NHL teams, more college teams than you can shake a stick at, and literally more high school athletic programs than I could even name. And I'm helping people out here. And that's a commitment that I have to being here. And that's what I do. So in the case of Chad Kelly, it bothers me. Jim was at a loss to explain what happened to Chad Kelly. Uh, not, not only in that game last Saturday where he just inexplicably blew up. And then came out this week and said he had a concussion. And the trainers are saying, oh, no, he didn't. CFL saying, uh, we don't know where he had it. If he had it, we, did, we didn't pull him out of the game. I don't know Chad Kelly, but from 100 miles away, I can see it. And I'm just going to say something, and I hope it doesn't upset him or his people, because I'm on his side. But with, you know, talented people that have issues, and anybody would tell you he's got issues. I had a football guy from Mississippi write me this week and say, he's a jerk and a spoiled brat. Well, nobody was saying that all year when he was leading the Argos to a 16-2 and record, and then he blows up in the playoffs, and now, Miami, Amy, told you. Uh, John Ohm, by the way, says, I'm talking to everyone. We all make mistakes. Take ownership and move on. See, that's what Chad needs to do, and he's not doing that. It, he can't explain what happened. If you remember, it's on a somewhat smaller scale, but similar. Remember when Kerry Price had a brain fart at the draft this summer when he went to announce the Montreal Canadiens' first round pick at the draft and he couldn't remember the guy's name. And he was embarrassed and the whole crowd went, <gasps> and then he came out the next day and he apologized. And what did I say? You have these moments, and I call them anxiety blackouts, and what at the time I said, and, and usually it's saved for the biggest moment of your life. When you have them, you just freeze whether it's in the net or on the field or behind a microphone if you're me or wherever it happens. And that's what I think happened to Chad Kelly. He couldn't slow things down. Chad Kelly's, look, look at him. He's been given every tool, every gift from God, but he's also been, giving a, been given a hell of a lot of problems too. So he's in the middle of sorting those all out. And all he can do, and, I, and I've been there, and people that have known me a long time say, would know the old me. It would, why did you do that? I don't know. In my mind, I don't know why I did it. So I'm going to make something up. And that's Chad Kelly. He didn't know why he blew up, why he couldn't slow things down in that game. Got on the biggest stage and he blew up. And all, he should have just said that, but he doesn't know what he's dealing with. Jim Barker couldn't explain it. There are very few people on a pro staff that, that could answer that. I can. So the only thing for Chad Kelly is to come back next year, and he's under contract, multi-year contract with the Argos, and redeem himself again. That's all you can do. And I hope that he's getting the proper support. But very rarely do these teams do it. But these teams here in this state are very forward-thinking with that. And there's a budget for it.
Bill in Toronto writes in and says uh, he did look lost. You could see it in his eyes. So I'm saying. Looks like we got a lot to talk about here. And I knew it would be the case. Craig in Calgary says, I really don't understand the need for people to tear others down. No, but that ain't never going to change. That's never going to change. So we need to learn to deal with that as the people that are getting torn down. So we'll be back and we'll have a little more fun right after this segment. We're live on Game Plus Television during Grey Cup Week on the Game Plus Television Network. WQEE Radio. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. It's a bit of a quickie here in this last segment of Hour 1. The Moose will rejoin us Will rejoin us from Grey Cup Festival to open Hour 2. Going to jump into a sports update here in a second. Uh, 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 uh. Just, you know, back to the Chad Kelly stuff. That's the wonderful thing about Grey Cup Week. There's the game, but then there's all the other things around the game. And one is this Chad Kelly story. Uh, Alan Hordell uh, writes that he says, you are so right on Kelly and great explanation, Rod, you know. Yes, thank you. Um, from Jackie's, where is it? Jackie says, this is why I love the RP show. Rod gives insights into this side of sports that other shows don't give. Bill says there's no time to regroup after each pick six. There is if they'd pulled him out, if they'd known what Chad's blind spots were. You could have put Cameron Dukes in there. They, I saw Cameron Dukes in the game at some point. Um, Leanne says, I agree. We all make mistakes under pressure, especially, but if Kelly didn't have a concussion, he better come, play, come clean or his whole organization will be called on the carpet. Well, that's up to them. That's up to them. Again, ben, this is, it's all on Chad. Again, he didn't have an explanation, so I feel he made something up. I've been there. Because here in Florida, I had a guy look me right in the face just a couple weeks ago and go, how come you're having so much success with these athletes? Because I've been there. And the second I say that, they know it. It's so rare. These coaches, they don't get a guy like Chad Kelly or people like that. It's unfortunate. But he'll come back next year and he'll be fine. And I don't know if he'll ever own up to this or not. It's tough living your life on a public stage, man. It ain't for the faint of heart. Sports update on this Friday. It was a wild one in Montreal last night. The Canadians and Golden Knights combined for three goals in the final two minutes, but Vegas managed to hang on for the 6-5 victory. Similar to Ottawa beating Detroit 5-4 in overtime in Sweden. Calgary Flames top Vancouver 5-2. Elias Lindholm had a goal and two assists for the Flames. Three games today. Is it three? Yeah, including the Leafs and Red Wings in Sweden. Shohei Otani is the first two-time unanimous winner of the American League MVP award. The two-way star hit 44 homers for the Angels this season. 
The NL honor went to Atlanta's Ronald Acuna Jr. He became the first big leaguer with 40 homers and 70 stolen bases. Tough night for the Bengals. They lost quarterback Joe Burrow with a sprained wrist and dropped a 34-20 decision to the Baltimore Ravens. And we will play NFL dealer no deal next hour and talk about Carissa Thompson's admission that she made up sideline reports while covering the National Football League on national television. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Five Nights at Freddy's. Can you survive five nights? Find out at your local Landmark Cinemas. Uh, the official cinemas of the RP show. A couple text messages. Dave writing in from Niagara Falls, Ontario. He says, thanks, Rod, for having Jim on today. The guy's a great face for the CFL. Should be the commissioner. Go Argos. Uh, Ryan in Saratoga, New York, writes in. He says, good day, Rod Squad. Just taking a break from chores to wish everyone a happy Grey Cup weekend. Uh, Daryl Paquette watching in Sherwood Park. He says, Elks fan here, but I'll be wearing my personally signed Calvillo hat on Sunday watching the Bombers choke. Lots to get to. Lots to get to. And Jeff Reinbold in hour two as well. Stick around after this brief break on Game Plus and Key Radio.